Welcome to Beltway Talk, the podcast of the American International Automobile Dealers Association, where we examine the intersection between Washington politics and the auto retail industry. I'm your host, Hannah Oliver. Today's episode of Beltway Talk is brought to you by AIADA affinity partner Cox Automotive, transforming the way the world buys, sells, owns, and uses cars. Find out more at AIADA.org. We're joined on today's episode of Beltway Talk by Charlie Chesbrough, the Senior Economist and Senior Director of Industry Insights at Cox Automotive. He's here to give us a year-end overview of the auto industry and what dealers can expect as we head into 2021. Welcome back to Beltway Talk, Charlie. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Well, um, I know it's been an eventful year for the industry. Um, It looks like the market's fared better than a lot of people predicted, but can you start out by giving us an overview of where the auto market stands at the end of 2020? Yeah, well, the market has definitely slowed over the last couple months. Uh, We reached a peak in the selling rate back in September uh, when the market hit a 16.3 million seasonally adjusted selling pace. So that was getting back to sort of more normal of what we had done in uh, in 2019 when we had sold, uh, you know, 17 million vehicles. So we were selling at a 16.3 million pace just in September. So that's a nice recovery from the historic low that we had seen back in April when we were at an 8.7 million pace. Mm-hmm. So we almost had the market double uh, over that period. But since that time, in both October and November, we've seen a couple down ticks in the selling pace. And in fact, we just had uh, November results last week uh, and the selling pace had fallen to a 15.6 million pace. So the market is definitely slowing here at year's end. However, I will say that for most of us market watchers, uh, the vehicle market has held up uh, very, very well during this pandemic. And I think all of us are pleasantly surprised with how strong vehicle sales have been this year, given the depths of the crisis uh, with the virus and, of course, the the economic consequences that happened as a result. Mm -hmm. And I know inventory has been a big concern for dealers through much of the summer and fall. Can you update us on where the issue stands and what dealers should expect in 2021? Yeah, well, when you're looking at the new vehicle market, inventory was a big issue here over the summer. We saw uh, that there was quite a bit of lean inventory out there. Some manufacturers uh, uh, like Toyota in particular and Subaru were looking at very, very lean inventories. Uh, and other manufacturers had had quite too many uh, based on their on their recent selling rates. But as an industry and in a whole as a whole, it was very, very tight. And uh, we were behind about 3 million units of production from the factories shutting down during the, the depths of the crisis in the spring. And uh, sales kind of held up there fairly strong. So we drew down on existing deal- dealer inventory severely, and it brought down the day's supply to very, very low levels. Uh, probably late August, early September was maybe the peak of this crisis. But it has improved since then. The factories are, are much better output mm-hmm. levels. And the sales pace has moderated some, so it has allowed the uh, uh, the shelves to kind of get restocked, if you will. Uh, but I do think that the industry is in a precarious situation here going forward, where uh, there was a lot of talk of, you know, are we in a new paradigm where uh, the industry is going to be lean and mean? That mm-hmm. we are going to just kind of keep the the dealerships a little bit on the lean side, and allow allow uh, uh, prices to be high and incentives to remain in check, but. The problem is, is that the factories are now running along and there's a real concern that we might see that the output pace rises about much more quickly mm. than the sales pace in the next few months, uh, such that we get back to sort of the normal levels that we always were at before and that a whole bunch of inventory may be coming 
just as sales are starting to, to moderate even further. So uh, the inventory situation uh, was very tight before. It's not as tight now, and it may be heading in a direction where it may continue to not be very tight here uh, as we get into the first quarter of next year. Mm, okay. Um, moving away from the inventory discussion, I know um, when you were on Beltway Talk last summer, we talked about how dealer experiences had varied across states depending on how hard they had been hit by COVID. Um, and at that point, there were a lot of dealers who hadn't really felt a major impact. Um, but can you update listeners on this? Have you seen any differences as the year has progressed and maybe COVID has impacted other, other states down the line? Yeah, well, we definitely saw in the spring the, the impact, well, really kind of two impacts. One was the virus itself and the sort of the fear implications of, of chasing away consumers from the marketplace, of folks just not wanting to buy because they were worried about the virus and, and the economic consequences. And then of course, there was the other more dramatic impact, which is governors shutting down activity in states around the country and just not allowing vehicle sales to occur. And we saw back in spring, if you look at sort of the, uh, the governor impacted states, vehicle sales in the months of, uh, of April and in sort of peak crisis there in March, uh, we're down 60, 70 percent in many of those states where governors are really restricting a lot of the economic activity in states where they never shut down and, de and governors allowed uh, dealerships to just keep selling. They didn't mm -hmm. interrupt business uh, across the economy. Uh, sales were only down five to 10 percent range. So that kind of gives you an idea of sort of the, the, uh, the, the government impact of, of policy and the, and the virus impact on, uh, on vehicle sales. Uh, but what we're seeing now is, is that clearly the, uh, the, the COVID impacted, impacted states like New York, California, you know, Washington State, uh, mm -hmm. many of the East Coast states, Michigan, they got hit very, very hard in the early days of the pandemic, both March and April, sales down tremendously. But we also saw vehicle sales recover quite nicely in those markets as well. So uh, if, if you lost big in the early days, you probably regained much of that ground in the recovery phase okay. in the summertime. And we're all kind of on the same page at this point uh, across the nation. Clearly, some states are still looking at shutdowns. We know in New Mexico, activity has been shut down. We know in California, parts of the state are now being shut down. All of that's going to have implications for vehicle sales. So uh, it's been a rocky road so far, and it's, and it's finishing the year that way as well. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, now, looking ahead to 2021, are you seeing any trends related to Americans' purchasing plans? Um, and if there's going to be, what kind of demand the, you see in the market? Yeah, well, 2021 is a tough one. And, you know, we, we tend here at Cox Automotive to try and look at what's going on in the marketplace. What, what are other forecasting firms seeing uh, their own views of the marketplace? And I can tell you, there's a very wide range of opinion as to what's going to happen next year. Mm -hmm. I've seen vehicle sales forecast almost back to 17 million. Then I've seen vehicle sales forecasts as low as the mid 14 million. So it's really quite a range. What we do know is that going into the first quarter, the U.S. economy is going to be in a very, very difficult situation. Uh, you know, deaths from this virus and infection rates are going to be at their peak when we go into January. Clearly, uh, consumers are going to be afraid of that around the country. We're expecting that that's going to uh, impact economic activity and vehicle sales. Uh, and so the first quarter, I think, is going to be a very, very tough part of the year. Uh, but when we get further out and once this vaccine gets out there, uh, uh, we start to get you know, better testing. People know their own status much better. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the distribution of the vaccines and getting those to people who want them and are willing to take them uh, as quickly as possible, all of it suggests that uh, 
the second half of next year should be much better. And there is a theory out there among many economists that uh, much of the country has been sitting on a whole bunch of cash this year. And, and certainly we have a, a large portion of the country that's doing very, very badly. Uh, you know, the, this recession is hitting lower incomes harder than anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, but of the upper incomes, they haven't been traveling. They haven't been going out to eat. Uh, and there's sort of this thinking now that, that the second half of next year could unleash a, a, a huge amount of spending in the U.S. economy as everybody starts to feel good and, and want to get back out there again. So there's this general view out there now that's kind of emerging that the first half of next year is going to be tough. The second half of next year should be substantially better. Okay. Well, I guess then time will tell. That's for sure. <laughs> time will tell. We'll learn. Yeah. Uh, can you update us on segment trends in 2020 or as we're closing out 2020? Um and then just looking ahead kind of to 21, do you think pickups will continue to outpace the rest of the market the way they have? Do you have any reason to think that's going to change? Well, it's it would suggest, you know, the strong housing market, uh, the, the popularity of these vehicles does suggest that maybe they are recession proof at this point. Uh, they should, I think, continue to do well next year. Some of the lower price segments like compact car and compact uh, crossovers had a very, very tough year. Uh, it, but we are starting to see some interesting trends in the data that uh, if you look at car share of the market, it's been declining consistently for the last 10 years. But yet, if you look at May of 2020 and since then, uh, car share of the market on a seasonally adjusted basis is actually starting to rise. Mm. So it may be that we've actually reached maybe the bottom of the car market or, or at least a, mm -hmm. a, an interruption of the decline. Uh, in the last recent months. And I think we can be looking to the fact that uh, uh, much of the exit from the Detroit three out of the car segments has sort of passed into the market. Now you're, we've sort of, uh, uh, now the folks that are actually making cars are, are all that's left. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we would expect that maybe there'll be a little bit more car demand here as uh, uh, people are looking for a little bit more affordable products out there in the market. And, and certainly cars are going to be a little bit better priced than their crossover counterparts. So that's one of the things that we're looking for uh, in, in 2021. Uh, and the other thing I would keep in mind going forward is electric vehicles. And, and one of the things that's changed as a result of the election is that uh, President-elect Biden has talked uh, about wanting to have a significant electric vehicle uh, policy uh, implemented in this country. Mm -hmm. He's talked about 500,000 charging stations around the country. Certainly, we all know range anxiety is a big problem with car adoption, uh, electric car adoption among consumers. That 500,000 charging stations around the country may go a long way to mitigate uh, some of that concern. So we know there's a lot of electric vehicle products coming. Uh, we know that the government policy is probably going to try to steer consumers that way. Mm -hmm. So I would expect that we're going to hear a lot more about electric vehicles here uh, in 2021 and beyond. Yeah, so it should be an interesting year, that's for sure. Um, what are the biggest economic factors or, I guess, uncertainties that you think are going to affect the auto retail market in 21? Um, and then I guess the obvious question is, how do you think these will be felt downstream in dealer showrooms? Yeah, well, I'd say probably the first big hurdle that we have uh, is getting a second stimulus bill out, uh, out of Congress, getting one passed and then getting checks into the American consumer's hands. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been talk recently of a little bit under a trillion dollar package. Uh, whether that's going to get passed or not, uh, I don't know. We, we have expectations built into our forecast that some kind of stimulus uh, is going to be passed and implemented and, and distributed sometime uh, in early spring. Uh, but 
given the political football that we're dealing with uh, in Congress these days among many issues, there's no guarantee that we're going to get that second package. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, the, the economy is going into a very, very difficult period here in the first, starting off the first quarter of this year. If we don't get that second round of stimulus, there's going to be a lot of families out there really hurting. And I think potentially it could drag the economy down even further into a deeper recession if we don't get something like that. So in terms of the economic uh, issues on the horizon, certainly that second stimulus, I'd say, is number one right now, what we're keeping an eye on. Okay. And I, as a sort of a follow-up to that, um, are there any ways you see 2020 having a long-term economic impact on the auto retail space? Um, or do you see a sense of normal returning as the pandemic hopefully wanes in the coming months? Well, I think we're going to see the pandemics have made some significant changes to the marketplace. And I think one of the trends that we're going to see emerge is that digital retailing and more digital activity is going to be something that uh, dealers are going to offer and consumers are going to be looking for. So I think there is going to be much more interest of of uh, being able to do transactions digitally, not having to have as much face-to-face -face contact, uh, even, even post-pandemic. I think this is something that there is going to be a portion of the public that's always going to be interested uh, in sort of maintaining distance. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's something we're going to see. And, uh, you know, I think that we're going to see that in the vehicle market that uh, uh, sales should be better next year. We're expecting a vehicle market that's going to improve somewhere in the neighborhood of 900,000 units or so over where we finish this year. Okay. Uh, but I think one of the trends that we're going to see continue into next year is that high vehicle prices are, are going to continue. Uh, we're probably going to cross this $40,000 average vehicle mm -hmm. price threshold here within the next couple months or a couple weeks, possibly mm -hmm. even here. And uh, and I think the other trend to keep in mind is in the used vehicle market. Uh, it's had a fantastic year in the used market, uh, at least in the early days of the recovery. But I think inventories are going to remain fairly lean uh, in the used vehicle market, and they're going to remain in high demand. Okay. So I think elevated prices for used vehicles maybe one of the new normals that emerges from the pandemic. And uh, we've seen vehicle prices on average uh, rise about $3,000 uh, in the used market uh, si since the depths of this pandemic uh, in, in mid-March. Uh, and I think that's one of these trends that we may see continue, that these vehicle prices are going to remain elevated. Okay. Well, like I said, I guess time, time will tell. Um, before we wrap up, uh, are there any other big picture predictions you want to make or would like to make um, as dealers prepare for what's ahead in 21? What can they expect? Well, like I said, I think I, I would be prepared for a, a challenging uh, uh, first quarter. I think it's going to be a very challenging period for the U.S. economy and for America as a whole. But as I said, I would keep, keep optimism in your heart because I think when we get into the latter half of next year, uh, we may be on the verge of a very, very strong economy in 20, you know, the second half of mm -hmm. 2021 and into 2022, where we could see, uh, you know, maybe even record years uh, in many uh, sectors of the economy, economy, given all the stimulus and, and money that folks have saved up out there. So, uh, you know, plan for the hope for the best, plan for the worst. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, I think 2021 is going to be a, a rocky year to start, but it should should be a good year on the whole. Well, I like that note of optimism, which is always key, especially in the auto industry. Um, I really thank you for joining us on Beltway Talk, Charlie. It's been great to have you and um, probably touch base in 21 and see how things are going. Sounds great. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of Beltway Talk. Thanks for listening in to hear from Cox's Charlie Chesbro and his take on the auto retail market as we head into 2021. 
You can also catch his in-depth discussions, which are part of our AutoTalk webinar series, on our website at aiada.org autotalk. Join us again next time for Beltway Talk.